All right. David has his beer in hand, so we are ready to go. That is our... Hi. <laughs> so we're just going to dive in because um, I don't have any funny jokes to say for the beginning and I just want to get going. So we're just going to dive in. I'm all on just TikTok this time. Shh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> all your good material on TikTok. Damn. That is my creative expression. You that is all podcast. I have in life. I, I do have to say I have <sighs> loved watching Jeff's TikToks. He's actually really good at it and I did not expect that. <laughs> you cosplay, cosplay for a TikTok today. It was great. I, I will slip you a 50 there, David. You don't have you do to. the like the hand thing where you're like normal and then you're like hand 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 <gasps> super. Oh, I should no, do that was, one. This was like yeah, a stitch with like cosplay, five different like, people. people do it. I love it. Okay, well I'm doing that one now. Yeah. Like, the superhero support the ones. New, the new phone booth of the day is the hand slap. I did do. <laughs> there was one that was a song. Um, or no, it was like it was a thing. It was um, it says um. Uh, fuck thirst traps. We're gonna do nerd traps now. Like, and so I did some different cosplays. Like I have my Spider-Man with my cap shield, and then the Star Trek one, and then my something else. But I I did that like with the transitions. The superhero supports are definitely my favorite, though. He sits around the table dressed as different people, like they're in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> the superhero therapy. I love that. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit embarrassed and I'm flushed. Shut up, David. Everyone go to TikTok. It's Jeff the Nerd underscores in between the words. So you know my dad's gonna get on there and it's gonna be a weird thing. So weird. Just don't, just don't go to your favorites. I'm friends with your dad, it'll be fine. I know. All right. <laughs> Anyways, let's start our podcast. Uh welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. I am Jeff and I'm here with David. Hey guys. And Phil. Hey everybody. And if you heard another voice, we have a guest with us today. Welcome, Tamara Robertson. Thanks. Hey guys. Yay. So happy to have you. Um I I was trying to get a list together of of where people may know you from, and it turned into a very long list because uh, you do a little bit of everything, which is amazing. Um, you host for MythBusters and MythBusters Junior Sidejinx. Uh, you are a proud uh, proponent of STEM. You have your own comic book. Um, you were a or you're a wardrobe designer as well. Um, you do YouTube videos. You host Comic Con panels. Um, you do cosplay, uh, and you're an engineer by trade. So, I mean, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Jack I of tell all people, trades. Yeah, I'm like a quirky collector of skills is what I tell people. Uh, but I often <laughs> get told I wear a lot of hats. And I'm like, there's just so many cool ones. Why not? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. But I like, I, I like that because you post about stuff and you're like, you're a collector of trades and skills and i'm like that is the coolest thing ever because it's like i think people get pigeonholed into like oh no you're a nerd for this or you're a teacher or whatever like no you can like a multitude of things you can embrace all the nerd dumbs you just collect them all keep them going like <laughs> a pinch of this oh, and a dash of that and the yep, song is gonna mix it all in like <laughs> <laughs> that see they need to change that what's that that old song what little girls are made of like you know and then like boys are uh, tales and puppy dog tales. It, 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 so in it, so now it needs to be like girls are made of Star Wars and Disney and Star Trek or whatever, whatever cosplay the hell they want to be yeah. or yeah. anything they want. They're Absolutely. made of everything. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> whatever is their prerogative. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I was my my eleven year old daughter got into watching a uh, uh, battle bots and I was like, I'll watch that with you. Let's yeah. watch BattleBots. I'll watch some damn BattleBots. Yeah. Oh, right? Don't twist so. my arm. <laughs> so, and and I had you on for two reasons. One is because you have a cool upcoming project. 
And then my second one is my long-term goal of convincing you to help us build a battle bot. That's, that's like a 10 year plan. Nice. I'm not going to lie. You might be better suited with Valerie Castillo from Mythbusters Jr. Because I actually learned everything I know about robots from her. Because <laughs> robots are like not totally my jam, but like as far as like skill set. But I've been like slowly grabbing little things. You know, I'm learning like electrical and programming and things little by little. But Valerie and one summer taught me more than I had ever been taught about robots. And it was incredible because I like went to junior thinking I'm going to be an awesome mentor. It's going to be great. And then like it was definitely a cyclical mentorship. Like I was learning and teaching all summer That's long with fun. the kids. Yeah. It was so great. Oh, yeah. She's also in the uh, in the L.A. area. So Ooh. and right. she's in she's in a and a like robotics team that has won a lot of championships like Ooh. they're they're legit so That's she would cool. actually be a good helper <laughs> well, I, I know nothing about it it's just yeah. like because like you watch it and you're just like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever and i suddenly want to do all this yeah. so i want to make like a giant you know those computers can you build yeah. a robot i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> someday it's, it's a 10-year plan that's that's my goal Okay, so I have 10 years to learn or to just bring David in to do all the computing stuff and I'll build the physical stuff and then, you know, we'll throw on pyrotechnics and everything else. I like it. Deal. <laughs> nice. That's it. We have witnesses. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but you are also have uh, a podcast coming out soon. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, this is an idea that I've been kicking around and seeing if people like for a while. And I actually, the episode that is coming out, and it's it's like out in some places and it's getting approved. It should be approved everywhere by the time this comes out. Um, my first episode, I actually shot the weekend that we went on lockdown in LA. And so a friend of mine was working, my, my friend Amy Dansby, who uh, people know as Amy Double D or Amy DD online. Um, oh, from Lego. Yeah, from Lego yeah. Masters. So she was over, um, she was in, in town doing some promos for Lego Masters at the time. And she was like staying the night. And like my initial idea for the podcast was like, I'm going to bring in these awesome female makers and we're going to build stuff. And um, I named it Tinkering Bells because it brings in both the cosplay <laughs> world and the like there. tinkering builders. Um, and so like, we're like, okay, I'm, I was like, we're gonna build a giant table. We're gonna build something together. And I'm just gonna explore like who you are as a maker and who you are as a person. Um, and it's so funny because it's not funny, but the world has become what the world has been <laughs> for a yeah. year. You know, literally we went on lockdown that very night and uh, it sat for a really long time. And so I got around to the beginning of this year and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick this back up. We're gonna do Let's it. Do this. Yeah. And so it's really great because there's a moment where Amy shares a story about being peed on by a tiger. <laughs> and we have this massive <laughs> conversation about like, why would people own tigers? This is so weird. And this was before Tiger King was a thing. And so now it's hilarious oh, wow. to like listen to it and be like, we didn't even know. We had no idea what was coming. <laughs> didn't know what was happening. 
<laughs> so That's um, awesome. but I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, it's Tinkering Bells. I'm going to be interviewing badass female makers uh, about their builds as well as who they are as people. And we're going to get beyond that superficial surface level stuff we see online and really get to know them as people. So right on. Yep. And Very I think cool. and, and you're going to have uh, Lauren on Castle Corsetry, right? I am. Oh my gosh, that interview was so great. So incredible. Like I, my mind was blown the entire time talking to her about cosplay and, and corsets. And you gave me so many amazing makers. Like I, I can't wait for everyone to meet them. Like, Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. We're going to have Lauren on. I think she, I asked her months ago i was like hey we're doing this podcast (laughs) i was like are there any ones you want to do because i think we were doing tos at the time and she's like "Eh, when you get to tng let me know so she picked captain's holiday which is uh, season three so it's coming up soon so we i've i've been kind of like hey i still remember you it's still like two months out please (laughs) still come on please so she she's still gonna do it yeah Yeah. she's so much fun she's so fun that's gonna be awesome right on um which and so we'll plug all your stuff as well as we get through this. Um, what's let's talk about Star Trek since yes. that's what we're here. So <laughs> what what's, Star Trek? What what who talks about Star that? Trek How dare we? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of your like? How'd you get into Star Trek? Do you have like what's your first exposure to it? So. Um, I'm a kid of two military parents and my dad was deployed a lot. And for most of my youth, he actually was stationed in Quantico, Virginia. And so he would record Star Trek because he actually had like TV in his like military room there. And so he would record episodes and bring them home (laughs) for us to like watch together. And so like he introduced me to like the original generation. And then like we just kind of went through it all, like doing the next generation and doing everything. And it's it's one of those things that like it was just this little bonding thing that once a month when I would see dad, he would bring like VHSs of Star Trek and MASH. Those are the two shows we just sit and watch together. That's awesome. I loved MASH. I watched it as a kid, like when I was a teenager. It was a great show. It's such a good show. That's so funny. So what is your, do you have any favorite series? Um, so probably The Next Generation is my favorite, um, which I should, I should say Captain Janeway is my captain because I'm like pro women empowerment, but Really, Picard is my heart, and I'm in love with him. Sir Patrick Stewart (laughs) is my jam. Um, So I feel like he will always be my captain. Um, And I also, my first ever, like, TV crush was Wolf. So. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I I have a lot of, like, love for TNG overall. So. (laughs) <laughs> right on but no you can totally have multiple i mean because janeway is a fantastic captain i like voyager yeah. a lot yeah. and i know phil's a big fan of voyager yes. especially the more and more the more you watch it and rewatch it now with the renewed interest in voyager with the 25th anniversary and all the side projects with uh kate Mulgrew oh, and janeway going on yeah mm-hmm. the documentary the new series coming out and everything it's like there's all this renewed interest in voyager stuff and it's like you go back and watch, when, especially once you get past the first couple of seasons of Voyager when it was kind of rocky. It's like, wow, they had some really good stuff going on there. And yeah, Janeway is like, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. She's, she's not exactly. afraid to airlock a, a crewman. And <laughs> it's great. I mean, that's why she ended up being who she was in Orange is the New Black, right? Like, the minute I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, is, she's is perfect. That Janeway? Oh my God. Right. Like, I know. It just yeah. got better. She just got better with age. It's great. <laughs> right. No on. shit. Ever. <laughs> and, a, and a Russian accent. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you seen much of the other series or, or, or what's your kind of your total viewing? It's, it's kind of actually sad. Cause once I stopped watching with my dad, like I didn't really, cause we never had cable growing up or internet or anything. And like, I still don't have cable, like, but like I do, that's why when you like, let me know it was on Netflix. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can like rewatch what I watched with him, but now I can go even beyond it. Like, cause I, um, at Comic-Con they had the huge, like display for is it discovery when it first came mm-hmm. out and like they had all the costumes and the props and everything and I was like oh my gosh I want to see this but I just didn't have a, like the platform that I needed to to be able to see it so I'm so happy to see everything popping up on Netflix now because I'm like yay it's finally coming to everyone <laughs> oh absolutely <And> <laughs> absolutely if you can make it this year go it's it's what used to be STLV the Star Trek Las Vegas convention um they lost the like CBS licensing and all that. So the one happening this year that's run by creation entertainment, it's called what the 55 year mission or something yeah, now. The, the mission, something, something. Yeah. yeah. If, if you can make it, it's, it's, it's a cool convention. It's all Trekkies. It's just sheer Trek nerdum. When so, is that? August. August. Okay. I think, right. Like 11th, 10th, 11th, 12th, somewhere in there. I like Creation Entertainment. I went to I went to their Stranger Things one with a, a little girl that's a big fan out of Texas. We surprised her for her like birthday. Oh, that's and cool. That, they do a lot of really neat stuff for the fans. Like I've never seen a dedicated con like that. So the thought of getting to see that, but with Star Trek, is like I like mm-hmm. have tingling going yeah. on right now. Like, <laughs> the eleventh oh, through the fifteenth of August. Eleventh through fifteenth. Cool. Okay. At the Rio. Yeah, and there's a lot of cosplayers that go. Um, I mean, I mean, and they get tons of guests and like full casts, and so it's it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, I like too. They're more intimate. What they do with cons, yeah. Christian, they they make it so that you really do get more time with everyone. Like, I like that. Yeah, their supernatural ones always seem really cool. Like, I mean, there's like you know the guys are like singing and hanging out, and you can just like grab a drink with them, and and that's what this one is too. Nice. They're Definitely. they're at close to a hundred people available uh, for like photo ops and doing panels and the guests uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, guests from Star Trek. I really want to do a science track with them, like because I've done like Science of Westworld, Science of Game of Thrones, Science of Everything at all the major cons, including like we did um, for Sci-Fi Live at New York Comic Con. We did um, Science of Skywalker. And like the first thing I thought of when I walked into that Stranger Things one was, why is there not science of Stranger Things? Why are we not doing this? And now, <laughs> like, now I'm like, mm, we should definitely have some science of Star Trek. Absolutely, do it. That would be awesome. That would be fun. No, I, it's it's definitely worth going because it's. I mean, then you get just a ton of people, so it's it's it it feeds your your inner Trek nerdom like fully. <laughs> Awesome. I would definitely be talking with uh, Castle Corsetri about a cosplay for that one. She's got some great Star Trek cosplays. She did. She Mm. made me a, um, I asked for a a Dr. McCoy because he, so he has his normal like blue uniform, but then he has like a, like a different color scrub top. Mm -hmm. So she made a scrub top for me. Um, And I love it. 
It's so good. It's she did. I don't know if you saw Alicia Marie's Seven of Nine. Oh, God, yes. She's oh an amazing cosplayer, by the way, too. She's phenomenal. Like, yeah. my goal mm-hmm. is to have her on my show at some point. Like, I just love her. Um, but, like, we talked about that corset and, like, how, like, she did, like, tubing in it to give the Borg look and stuff. Like, it's, she just uh, has a corset. She does amazing stuff. It's incredible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I just, and there's so many cool, just, she does great stuff, and I'm, I'm so I mean, cause, cause David and I do some cosplay, yeah. um, but it's like when you see someone doing it on that level, and you're just like, shit, oh, yeah. man, like there's, there's like, that's a whole thing. Least. <laughs> yeah, like it's incredible, absolutely. All right, well, let's do this. Let's dive into this episode. Um, what are we doing today? Um, the price. So season three, episode eight, original air date November eleventh, nineteen eighty nine. Um, this is, I feel like we have these great science kind of themed guests and then it's like a sexy episode <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, definitely not sciencey episode. why is it not a sciencey episode? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, There's... did you just say a ne- November 11th, by the way, 1989? That's when this one came out. Yeah. I would, that was literally my fourth birthday, oh. uh, to Aww. the day. That's weird. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, there is some psychological science going on, you know, because they're empaths and everything. So true. It's sort of science. Sort of. Sort of. Science adjacent. (laughs) True. Um, But this is the best part of this whole episode is the Ferengi getting ditched in the Delta Quadrant. Yes. Well, actually. And the the only reason it's so good is because we have a direct (laughs) Voyager episode where they find these guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. It Which, because best. David is always like, is there ever a payoff for this? Or do we ever see these guys again? Oh, and you're yeah. like, yes. Oh, there's a payoff. You just need to wait <laughs> like 15 always, years. Almost always, no. Almost always, they're like, nope, never see him again. I'm like, yeah, the figures. Oh, the payoff uh, is so good. It's <laughs> good. Um, so the kind of rough plot for this one is, um, so the Federation and a couple other species are bidding on access to a wormhole that is supposedly the only stable wormhole. Um, and it's like the Ferengi and a couple other people. And then one of the other negotiators um, gets a little friendly with, with a uh, Deanna. So she's got a nice Interest. little fling going little, yeah. little bit. a little bit. It was like, hated if I've ever seen it. It's a bit. <laughs> um, so we get that, we get some fun with them and then Riker becomes a negotiator and there's some, so there's, there's a kind of a lot going on here. Um, I, I'm kind of where to start with this one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, so Tamara, so had you seen this one before? Do you remember ever watching this one? I don't think I had seen this one before. Um, there were a few that my dad did not show me, so I, I have an <laughs> oh, assumption can't imagine of why. I was going to say this, this one could be a little awkward watching with Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting to go back as a grown-up now and watch these and realize how much they were getting it on. I'm like, it's kind of like a dorm room on that ship. What is? <laughs> What's happening with all this? But like, um, I did not, I did not remember this one. Um, it is funny though that your favorite part was the Frangies getting ditched because my favorite part was watching them try to mac at the bar and fail. Uh, <laughs> that was very enjoyable for me. <laughs> I know the other crew just looked at them and were like, "Nope," they just walked yeah. away. The They're girls out. were like, oh, the way she's like, "Ugh," and <laughs> rolls her eyes and walks off. <laughs> uh, it's like, ah, it's a little close to home. There was um, at at one point it was like watching a Tarantino film. Like there was like a solid minute shot of like foot massaging, 
And I was like, yeah, there's a lot going on in this one. I was like, I mean, great for the foreplay by all means. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there thinking, is that really her foot? As someone that has found myself very unhappily a member of wiki feet not a member that is subscribed but a member that has photos on it that people Wait. have collected from all oh, of my great. tv time uh when i see what? feet now uh, i'm like so is that on wiki feet too like i oh, i had wiki to keep feet? myself from That's, looking it up yeah i've never heard of that before like, do i want to know what this is thank goodness this podcast is hosted by three guys who are not feet guys i swear <laughs> i would lose my shit <laughs> Uh, I mean, no one blushed when I brought up the wiki feet, so that was a good sign. Um, but no, I actually had someone from the Mythbusters like family write me, and they're like, um, I don't know if you know this, but you uh, are quite quite uh, famous on wiki feet. I'm like, what, what do you oh wiki feet? And it's a foot fetish website where people go, and it's just like Wikipedia. They can, as long as they have a link to it, they can put it up. So like I did a hair campaign that was like us on a beach, like doing cartwheels and stuff, and like there are cartwheel feet and there's feet from the um the knocked me over with a feather episode which was gross because they had us use what they called birthing fluid which is like cow lubricant <laughs> and like oh so my, my feet are like getting slimed by this and there's there's pictures and i'm like i'm not gonna lie part of me is like some of these some of these shots never aired who on on the team is selling these photos <laughs> someone's making a buck Someone, you need your like, royalties. Can I this. get the money? Can I give you better feed pictures? <laughs> <laughs> you probably could, honestly. <laughs> okay, so so each I each know row feet are on there. I each row know. has five pictures, like thumbnails on it. I can't believe you looked One, it up. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I don't the dare. fifth the fifth row is the stills from this episode. Ah, so she is on oh. Wiki Feet. Well, they're crediting her feet as though they are. So I don't know. I don't know if they're hers or they were. I don't know so... if they're hers or stunt like stunt feet. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if those are her feet, but I always I'm... wonder that now. I'm like, there's a, there's the question to ask her when we meet her at a con. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, those feet? I'm not asking that. <laughs> I saw your feet in an I episode and then feet. on Wiki Feet, and I just wanted to make sure that you should be credited and not a stunt foot person. <laughs> Um, you I'm know, back default. then they didn't credit the stunt artist. But seriously, there's 114 pictures of Marina Sirtis's feet on this page. Oh, wow. I, 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 okay. I don't know how to process that. that yeah, I, okay. Star Trek had a lot makes of me feet. feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Did Star Trek have a lot of feet? I don't remember, uh, like, a ton of feet. I don't think so. I feel like on the holodeck, they were almost, like, there was a lot of barefootness, but it was also a lot of beach scenes, so. That's true. Yeah, and a lot of these are from red carpets, mm. oh. STL, STLV on stage. Mm. Uh, so, so then you have to picture, though, that there's probably someone who goes to these conventions and specifically is taking pictures of people's feet. They're like, oh, I know what I'm selling this for. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. insight. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling that there's people that probably, like, on set in general are just walking around getting feet pictures probably that would not surprise me well see something like Especially that that something like that on set wouldn't surprise me for yeah, continuity and stuff like that well it wouldn't arouse too mm. much suspicion because taking everything's getting life, pictures taking taken full, like, pictures. <laughs> yeah i mean i have to take i i take hand and feet pictures for wardrobe and then we all the makeup artist does it mm. for like nails too so i do it for yeah. shoes so they're not naked feet they are dressed um, according to this page, these pages, wow. it doesn't seem like it matters. They don't. Care. Oh, 
Well, especially if you just want like stuff on the feet, like if you're like milk or goo or shoes or something. I don't know. Cow birthing lubricant. Cow whatever. Whatever. Cow lubricant. I was just gonna say whatever slime it was. Wow. I'm so sorry. I just derailed all of this with this feet pump. <laughs> Oh God, no! I think we spent eight minutes talking about grape juice one time, so don't. Yeah, we do. Please. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah. just glad that you brought it up and not us. Since any of our time travel episodes, you'll hear me talk for about thirty minutes. Just that's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that foot part though. I just the whole time I was like, huh. I was like, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm not gonna. Maybe I'll look it up later. <laughs> but now You're I don't on have list. To. I know it. You're on some list. <laughs> wow. Um. Um. David or Phil talk because I I need a sec. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm still processing this, this, this whole thing. Yeah, this whole thing is kind of throwing me for a loop. <laughs> David, what yeah, did you think about I, this episode? I, uh, okay, find our way back. Let's see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> so my the one where the Frankie get left behind, I think, is my favorite scene in this one as well. But not so much just because they get left behind, but because of the faces they make when the wormhole disappears was just perfect. They're like, <gasps> they do the straight like Home Alone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I, that whole thing was good. I, I did like this episode. I didn't think I was gonna. Mm. When I got a little bit in and she started making googly eyes with handsome pants there, I was like, pants. I, I, didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna like it very much. And despite it being more relationship, less science, more googly eyes and less plot, I really did kind of like how they handled a lot of that stuff. Um, it just, it was interesting. It was kind of captivating. It held my attention, which as you guys know, is kind of tough with some of these episodes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. We've noticed. Yes. If he wouldn't uh, have been such a creep in that first, not even the opening scene, but that first act of the show where he's like, comes up behind her and he's like rubbing her hair and kind of pulling at her hair and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, this the is just, oh. doing that. I'm like, Oh, me too moment. Like she does not yeah. look at this. And then she kind of is like, mm. ah, and I'm like, okay. Well, the way what? she reacted though, I was thinking like, what kind of mind control stuff is he doing to her right now? Cause that's mm. what it seemed like. It just flipped a switch on her. Yeah. And I Do was you like, think he was using that on her. Well, I don't no, think he's only a quarter Betazoid, and she's half, so she should have stronger mental f- faculties than him. Well, they indicated that neither of them can project emotions or anything like that. They just receive them. They can tell what other people are feeling. Um, but yeah, like when she first met him and he's given her the Riker face, I was like, something's up. And I thought it was just attraction. And then they explained the whole empath thing. I'm like, okay, so I kind of get it. She thought he was cute, and he could tell that she thought he was cute. And it just went from there. I'm not going to lie. I like, I immediately was like, oh, this guy is trying to get Riker off his game by going after her. Like, and I was like, there's probably, she's such a fool. He's just playing her the whole time. But like, you know, it ends up being a little bit more than that. But I think like I did, I, at first I was like, oh, come on. Like when she's like, oh, I guess my, was it my physical love uh, or like my, what I, I tried to write it down and like take notes because I was like, oh my God, did she just say that? But basically saying her bodily response is making it so she couldn't hear her mind anymore. And yeah. I'm like, really? Are we going to play this stupid love struck girl on this? Like, but I did, I really, probably the, my favorite scene in it is when they're sitting there having the ethics discussion. And she's like telling him it's unethical what he's doing because everything she does is to help people. And then he like points out and is like, 
okay, but when you make a decision, people die. And when I make a decision, people win property. So maybe we should have a discussion about who's not being ethical. And I was like, well, not just helping people, but he's like, your people, you're helping your people. And I was like, oh, that I didn't expect him to have a really good comeback. And yeah, he did. And I was like, huh. (laughs) And even when he says too, no more than people who listening or observe people's tells or body language do. I was like, okay, I could kind of. I could kind of associate well, with both of those. Like, well, and that's why they said Riker would be good because he he plays poker. He can kind of read that. So, like, isn't it not? I mean, and he's not a full blown. I can read your mind. He's just like I can kind of read your vibe and uh, see yeah, what's going on. It's poker. It's like your tell. And it kind of is yeah. like at what point do you hit invasion of privacy? Because even them as Betazoids, they don't know the thoughts like her mom can. It's just emotional states, which usually you can read off of people's faces, anyways. So it's definitely a murky gray area. And I liked that they had a big conversation about that. Yeah. It's interesting what they can sneak in there when you're like, okay, yeah, it's kind of a sexy episode. It's kind of about a wormhole and property negotiation. But then they're like, let's sneak in this like, you know, moral discussion about using your powers and when it's when it's appropriate when it's not appropriate it is it an invasion of privacy so that's they always tend to sneak stuff in yeah, talking about I did. sorry okay. go ahead <laughs> oh no absolutely guest first <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was gonna say, I also i'd like i also kind of liked because you know they were playing the whole riker versus him card throughout it right and like in the end when he like lays his hands on the table and like riker's like you called the wrong bluff because I seriously just want her to be happy. So you win, you know, like, and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. you put all the bets, all the, all the chips on the wrong color, you know, like. See, I like that too, because I mean, obviously Riker's kind of the, I don't know, a pretty boy. He's, he's probably dated a shit ton of people and you him think? and Troy have a, like an on again, off again thing for years. But I, I like just, he's like, as long as you make her happy, it's completely fine. I was like, yes, thank you. I that is amazing. G-A-F. Get that point across. Yeah. You didn't have him get super jealous or anything. That was nice. I liked that they went that route. And then speaking of the wormhole, I don't know a lot necessarily about wormhole <laughs> science. Maybe uh, our guest could help us with that. But my understanding was at least the latest theories was that wormholes were created after a star goes supernova and then collapses in on itself. So them just being like, oh, it pops up here and it pops up here and it pops up there. I'm like, no, they'd be nothing if not stable because they stay in that one place after a star collapses after its gravity. Mm-hmm. So. I did have my kind of ah moment about that, but the fact is that, that a black hole or a wormhole? Are th- is there a difference? Know, it's, it's a collapsed they, black hole, I believe. We've never seen an actual wormhole in existence. They think that it's what black holes could cause. At least that's a running theory. Everything's a, a theory with that deep with, in space. Everything's a theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. then you're gonna have a huge problem with when we get to uh, a DS9 because that's all about a wormhole. <laughs> I'm sure. And it's not a major problem. It just irked me a little bit. I was like, eh, got to mention that. <laughs> well, you can I, blame I mean, he can blame Einstein. He came up with it <laughs> 90 years ago now. Yeah. Or the Einstein Rosenberg bridge. Oh yeah. I watch Marvel. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was more concerned with when Deanna and Bev were in getting ready for their gymnastics class, talking girl talk or whatever, and their stretching techniques. I was very concerned for them because I was taught when you're sitting there doing leg stretches like that, you're not supposed to bounce. That's no, you're not. I was like, well, and she's a dancer, uh, Case McFadden. Uh, yeah. you know, she was the choreographer on labyrinth. 
What? She, yeah, she helped with the dance moves and some of the puppet moves. And she, she was a dancer for years. Uh, and she was a choreographer on that. Wow. It, it definitely reminded me we were watching an 80s show because they came in in those outfits. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like not being allowed to bounce anymore came after, like, Richard Simmons. Like, and it was all about bouncing back then. And then suddenly it was like, no, no, no. That actually is bad for you. Like, like somebody's going to pull something. It's not going to be yeah. pretty. I was impressed that they both went down into like full splits. Like, I love that she's talking yeah. about her being limbered up um, because of her nightly activities. Uh -huh. And then she's like, oh, yeah, like, so great. And then all of a sudden they both to go down into splits. And then they're like, well, maybe I'll be smart and leave it alone. They're like, no, never mind. <laughs> As they're like getting even more limber. I'm like, and even the okay. chance that they had, they had a chance to have another sad moment with uh, her dad, her ex husband, or uh, ex husband. Yeah, that's true. Her Jack. widower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and Wesley's dad, they they'd like to try to milk that for sympathy and sad moments every time they can, and they didn't when she was like, "Oh yeah, I had that moment with another guy," and you're kind of like, "No," which totally is fine. Yeah, I mean, right. obviously, yeah. Like, yeah it took longer to figure things out with Jack, and you're just like, oh. "Poor Jack, okay, Bev, poor right. guy." And she's like, yeah. He was a gentleman, show, is what you're week, saying. But... He didn't come and grope your face without your permission. <laughs> like, you play with what? your hair. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't massage your feet. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the feet at that point was consensual, but the whole, like, the face grab and all of it in the beginning, I'm just like, okay. All that initial part, yeah. you were okay, like, Star Trek teaching the boys like a... to do that bad thing. Star Trek is, I mean, and obviously there's a lot behind the scenes stuff that relates to sexual issues um but it's interesting what they portray on i mean obviously yeah riker's kind of the typical 80s 90s i sleep with everybody but yeah. then it's nice i mean they they do show Playboy. the they show the the women i mean bev and uh a deanna they are sexually active and they put it out there and it's not like they're not shamed yeah, about yeah we it. don't kink shame on star trek <laughs> no, no, I do think that that's great. They got to like embrace their sexuality and be totally, that was nice to see her totally be like, you know, oh, I'm just going to keep embracing it. Like, I was like, man, this is the most like sex positive thing I've ever been able seen a female character of this time, yeah. like speak out. And of course, when I was a kid, I didn't pick up on any of that. But like, as a woman now looking back, I'm like, oh, I actually really like this. Yeah. The late eighties. It's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Because yeah, especially watching as a kid, I'm sure I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah, like, let's get to the space stuff. I knew that Riker was always shirtless because my mom would watch those when my dad wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I knew that Riker was like the heartthrob guy, but I didn't, I didn't pick up on all the ladies. Like I actually, when I watching this episode was like, Oh, it's not Riker getting it on for a change. Look at that. Like, mm -hmm. someone else is getting it. Finally. It's, it's so Deanna bad gets her groove back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody is has either a romantic or sexual relationship except for Jordy. Poor Jordy. Well, yeah, it's just because we see him strike out every other episode. Say, yeah, even Wesley has a couple of episodes where he gets... Well, he's a minor, so I mean, I'm not counting. Wesley gets Ashley Judd. Well, Come on, he does get Ashley Judd. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that yet. But I mean, up until now, like he's had what you could call action for his age. Like he's had interests and stuff. Yeah, poor Jordy is always like, "But I like you," and they're like, "Nah." <laughs> poor Jordy. Well, when you, you have a serenading you on the beach, it's kind of weird. Choices that are tends, mad to, stuff, that tend so. to wreck the mood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, this was um, it's interesting because I think we we had talked before about how you know the Ferengi are very you know obviously it's all about a profit and very capitalistic society, but one of the characters is actually a doctor. Um, yeah. and he's the one that gives him that like, oh, I'm gonna give you this thing and it's gonna you know cause uh, someone else t- to have an illness. But you're like, even the doctors like. Just like let's just make money and a profit. Like, well, then why are you a doctor? That's not that doesn't vibe for me. So that we can treat people and overcharge them, <laughs> just like just like they probably <laughs> in America in the late twentieth century for the money. Twenty first century. <laughs> yeah. It just dawned on me too that that character got just got taken off and then never came back. There was no resolution to that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, he like sick. basically poisoned that well, guy. Well, yeah. not only that, but he wasn't on the shuttle that went into the wormhole. And when they asked where the guy had gone, the Ferengi, when they were about to betray him, they didn't mention him either. Did he get? Yeah. They just kind of we assumed that he left. But <laughs> oh, uh, the Federation, uh, a negotiator, right? The no, the doctor, the Ferengi doctor. No, well, I think he was. Tamara was talking about right? the. Uh, the federation, the federation oh, right. negotiator oh, just right. like like we see him in the thing and then he's no sick. one ever talks yeah. about him again like yeah he almost collapses yeah. in sick bay and that's all we see of him it's like that <laughs> actor just wasn't available the rest of the shoot so they just you know he needed to get sick suddenly <laughs> probably <laughs> we didn't want to pay him a, we didn't want to pay him a second day on the call sheet sorry we can't do that <laughs> do you watch these now differently because you've worked on sets and you've seen kind of the entertainment like side of things it's interesting because there's like the scene where Picard like gets on the elevator and he's about to, and that actually might be the next episode, but like there's like a scene where the elevator doors close and I'm like sitting there like, there's just some PA going like this, pulling <laughs> strings. And I used to think that that was like the coolest moment. They would like get on the elevator and then you'd see the elevator conversations and, and all this stuff. And it's like, let's just probably just a room in the corner of the set the magic. and that's it all the magic is gone <laughs> i know <laughs> it, it just it, yeah sometimes it does kind of pull you out of that like suspension of disbelief of them being in you know in space and you're like no they're just in a small room and there's some dude doing something it's weird yeah. As a costume designer, though, I enjoy it a lot more, like getting like really looking at everyone's uniforms and then like having a base knowledge of like prosthetics and stuff too. like getting to see that and just acknowledging like, wow, how much time did they spend in a makeup chair before they even got to be on set every single day? Like for oh, that, yeah. like Michael, Michael Dorn's like 5 a.m. makeup calls yeah. every day to get his prosthetics on or just he's like yeah that's just how it goes <laughs> one well, and he did that for what like 15 years years yeah yeah he's appeared the movies in the most, he's and... appeared in the most episodes of star trek of any actor because yeah. he's got all of his episodes from tng plus deep space nine plus the movies plus yeah so yeah well and they get so much better over time like if you go back and look at mm-hmm. data's makeup because like I'll have it on Netflix, and and for some reason the the clip it shows is from is from uh, Farpoint, and it's <laughs> when Riker and him are on on the holodeck, and his makeup is just so vastly oh, different than what so it is now. Bad. It's like it's yeah. like caked on, and it's just not the same. So you see this growth, especially with like you know Worf too. His hair gets so much better. His 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 outfits get a lot better, and you just see this growth of they're like you know after several years of doing this, they're like okay, we they can it's just so much better. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, though, there's that whole, like, whether or not it stands the test of time, because as cameras have gotten better, they've had to change how they do makeup because it's suddenly, like, cameras pick up a lot more. 
So mm -hmm. like, I'm interested to go back and watch the originals on Netflix and see what they did. Like, did they remaster it? Did they like take some of that away or is it gonna be even more obvious, you know? It did remaster yeah. at least Yeah, some it's it. remastered. Yeah. But if you can find okay. the originals, you can see, especially when they make the transition from 480 to even 720 and then to full HD, it's like, wow, there's some major differences there. And and yeah, it's just what you were saying. The camera picks up so much more now. So much more. Especially the stuff in 4K. Yeah, and with, in 4K now, it's like, you can see pores on somebody's <laughs> yeah. face. It's like, <laughs> You're not hiding crow's feet anymore. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> well, and there's always this big push to like, you know, digitally remaster TNG and DS9. And I'm like, I don't know if I want that because then it's just, it's going to make it look so more dated. If, at least that's how I feel about it. It's, it looks so much more 90s. Yeah, I remember when the Blu-ray for the Next Generation season started coming out and they were doing the side-by-side -side of mm -hmm. the CGI stuff, like battle scenes. And like, this is what it looked like broadcast. And now it's been all updated and revised and the colors are vibrant and there are more explosions and stuff's going on. And it's like, like I don't know if I want that. I like the old way. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just me. It's just you. Okay. You old grumpy man. I, just you. Like, I don't know. I like practical effects over special effects a lot of the times. Yes. Like, and when they can meld the two together, I'm I'm okay with it. Like, I, I think that's really great. But I just think mm -hmm. that there's so, there's just so much more like heart in it when you have practical effects and it's not just all special effects. Like, cause you can just see it. You can like read it all and it's like, mm, okay. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it, cause I mean, there's so much more work and labor when, in, I mean, not to, discredits you know cgi but it's like i'm i'm a big fan of like physical effects too and, and just like cool models like i want models yeah. you know exploding in space that's cool yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna mm -hmm. say when they're actually taking a model and blowing it up that's yeah that looks yeah. Cool. and it looks so amazing compared to just oh here's a computer generated yeah. um so this episode, so they, they kind of figure out there's the, the whole negotiation. Um, uh, Jordy and Data go into the wormhole. They come back and they figure out it's not stable. It's just kind of dumping people all, all over the place. Uh, the Ferengi get lost. Um, but like I said, that, that huge kind of F you moment is where the guy that Deanna was like, that she's banging, he's you know using his, his powers on everyone. He's like, oh, I, I won the bid. And then they go, oh, but it's not stable. Sorry. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I guess... <laughs> We have a wormhole now. <laughs> I do like that he at least kept it because I was I was a little yeah. bit worried for that lady because I'm like, man, all she wants is like peace and happiness for her her civilization. Now suddenly they're just like, oh, by the way, it's a lemon. Don't buy it. And mm -hmm. she's like standing right there like they're like, you just got duped by this guy and it's a <laughs> lemon. So no one's going to take it, you know, like so I was happy that he at least. Stood, stood by it and purchased and followed. I was waiting for him to pull a gun or something, a phaser, and try to like shoot his way out when he found that out. But no, he owned it. He's like, hey, I take risks. This one didn't pay off. I was like, I all right. How, I love how they referred to it as a lemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, it's one of those random... It's like, really, 24th century, we know what a lemon is, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, do you think lemons stop existing? Like like the fruit lemon? Or vehicles being considered... Or, it may not be was, cars yeah. anymore, but you could buy a spaceship that's a lemon. It would make sense. <laughs> I bought the that, like craft it's a total lemon. It won't go past warp 1.2. I don't understand. Broke. <laughs> bad bad deuterium injectors. Ship. I've had it in the shop every other week. Yeah. <laughs> Be so bad. Um, but that, yeah, that's how the episode ends. And then he goes on his merry way and everyone on the ship is fine. That's it. Um, no one dies. Good Sorry, guys. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Wait till we get to the next one. I was going to say those Ferengi are pretty screwed, but then you mentioned that they, yeah. we, we, know, they so we, we know for even, sure they live. Yeah. Can't even yeah. call that one. You just have to wait a while. Yeah. And a different... Can you imagine being that actor and you get that call like a decade later? They're like, hey, remember <laughs> hey, you remember did this one thing? <laughs> and it was only like a day, but you were only there for half a day. Do you want to come and do another half day? <laughs> You're like, yeah. We're going to do a whole do episode it. around that. You want to come in? What? <laughs> That'd be awesome. You were going to crash land on a planet. Check this out. Yes. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll start with Tamara. What's your what's your your wrap up on on this episode? Um. Is like, like as far as my takeaways. Yeah. I, I think I learned that anyone that touches your face when they first meet you is probably <laughs> going to try to mind screw you. So stay away. Um, true, but true, true. I also Good learned advice. that you should not be the first one to cast a stone because you may also be unethical in what you're doing. So look at all sides of the coin. I think, I think there was a lot of good ethics learnings and, uh, personal security learnings in that one. <laughs> dig it, dig it. I like um, David, what's your rating on this one for the Davo uh, meter? This probably clocks in at about a seven. Um, I did like it. It's right. not the best episode I've seen. Um, but you still gave it a seven. I still gave it a seven. Like I said, for right, a Google eyes episode, I did like it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I liked the premise of it too. It's something that we haven't seen so far in Star Trek a lot where they're like, Hey, we're kind of presiding over these negotiations for something of value. And that's, yeah, usually they're like, Oh, these people are making a claim and that person's making a claim and we have to get them to stop fighting. Hmm. So for them to do something new, I like considering how many episodes there's been now. They keep repeating the same things. There was no godlike creature that just decided to do <laughs> stuff in this one and That's all fair. kinds of stuff yeah. like that because I'm so tired of that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. That, that okay. would be the dialogue. It's interesting. You just reminded me of this. Like, I wonder what the Federation was negotiating with because they don't use money. So are they using, like, we'll protect you or we'll give you replicators or well, yeah, like, what do they use? Similar to what he did like about adding and stuff. When those one people backed out and then they added on the their some mineral trillium, whatever it was. Trillium yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. It was an add-on of something that they had that was of value. Because mm-hmm. not true. all not everything of value has to be money. Yeah. True. What? What? <laughs> Get all all existential on me. Ridiculous. <laughs> Craziness. Uh Phil, what'd you think? Um, I like this one as well. There's a whole bunch of deleted scenes, believe it or not or not that didn't make the final cut from this episode mm. that I would really like to see. Um, we were supposed to have uh, chief O'Brien in counselors, Troy and counselor Troy's office talking about issues he was having with his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Wesley having a session with Deanna about troubles he was having with Bev. Cause she wouldn't let him stay overnight at a party on the holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> they they and, should and so, show more of, cause I mean, cause she has great. a job on the ship. But they don't really show yeah. much. Um, and there was a couple of more scenes with some background about the chrysalians. So there was, there was some more good for as much crap as they packed into this episode. And then they had to leave some on the cutting room floor. I was really I surprised. Know. But yeah, this is, this is a really good season three episode. I love that it takes us, what, 12 years to get payoff for, uh, for what happens to the Ferengi. Yeah, no. and it's it's great. So. Right on. 
dig it. Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed this episode too. It was, uh, you get some different aspects of them. You know, it's not, um, there's the romance, then there's, there's kind of the negotiation. So you get kind of the stuff that like the Federation does. That's not just battling against people. Um, so I like that. It was just kind of the day to day stuff that they probably go and do. So I liked it. It was a good episode. And they apparently um, didn't get very much hate mail about the, the sex scene with Deanna and, and tall. So, well, that's always good. Yeah. So she was wearing a giant t-shirt. I like as a wardrobe designer, as she moved to like climb on him in that scene, I was like, is this like ancient times? Is she a knight? Is this what she wears underneath her chainmail? Like, why is this t shirt so big? And then later, when he gets up during the ethics fight, he has like a hooded long body tank top on. And I'm like, what? Where do they find these massive t shirts? <laughs> Amish. Totally Amish. The Amish. And I'm, I'm sure they're sitting there going, okay, we want to show that she's comfortable, but we can't put her in lingerie. So, like, which wouldn't be comfortable anyway. Deanna. Grandma's t shirt to wear. That's like. what it was. What do women wear when they're being comfortable and sexy? Big t shirts. Shirt. <laughs> That's what I wear. Come on, David. My wife does that too. She wears my shirts when she's feeling comfortable. So, if, if I want to be comfortable and sexy, I'm wearing a big t shirt, David. I'm just saying. You're always wearing a big t-shirt. Sure. What does that tell t-shirt, us? Dave? I know. I am. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, awesome. So, yeah, that's that's the episode. Um, let's do this. Uh, Tamara, where can people – or tell us about the podcast again. Where can people find that? And then all of your social medias. Yeah. So the podcast is called Tinkering Bells. You can find it on Instagram at Bells Tinkering. Um, and then uh, it's at – it's going to eventually be on its own website, but for now it's going to be on all your podcast uh, platforms of choice. So just look up Tinkering Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S, like a Southern bell, not like a ringing bell. Um, and as far as me, you can find me on Instagram uh, at, at the real Tamara Robertson or therealtamarrobertson.com. On Twitter, I'm TLynnR85. And then I think my YouTube ending is Tamara Robertson's because that is mine. Uh, but you can find <laughs> everything on Instagram. It links there and it's a little bit easier. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Go check her out because you do a lot of cool stuff. And and um, plus plus the comic book. Maybe we'll, we'll 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 plug the comic book on the next episode. Oh, yeah. We we'll got to talk too. about that next episode. Oh, yes. Because we're big nerds. I like I it. I know about that. And my daughter <laughs> likes it. So there. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. Um, and you were, are you coming back for the next one? Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Yes. This is amazing. Hey. This is so fun. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, David, why don't you do our thing and then we will get out of here. Alrighty. Yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces at the meet the nerd section and read a little bit about us. You can buy some of our shit at cafe press and we'll make a buck and wherever you are listening to this is somewhere where pods are casted and you're allowed to rate them. So go do it. Give us a five star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air, which we're still wanting to do almost 200 episodes later. <laughs> oh, this was episode 175. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, in our prime timeline, this is 175. It's it's probably prime. over that because of all of our other ones. But yeah, all right. Timeline. Our prime timeline. I like that. I like our that. prime timeline. All right, <laughs> that is it for us. Thank you for joining us and listening. We always greatly appreciate it, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye.